Mm-hmm. Pandemic parenting is. Can I cuss on here? Or no? uh, preferred not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> pandemic parenting is very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> the understatement of the year goes to Lynn. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, We Heart Mum Jokes. I'm Lalita. I'm a queer mom of a 14-year-old, a single mom by choice, and a comic. And I'm Smita. I'm a mom of two and a comic as well. And I met Lalita through stand-up. And we decided to start this podcast because we were wondering, how are other parents managing during the pandemic? Are they finding it as difficult as we do? So we decided to ask some people that we really like talking to, other comics. By the way, if you are looking for actual parenting advice and tips, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> Move away, quick. <laughs> so today we're going to talk to Lin Sun. She's a mom, of course, a comic, and she lives in LA. Today we're going to talk to her about all her experiences, and trust me, there are some very interesting ones in there. <laughs> Let's start with a clip where she introduces herself. This is from a live show before the pandemic, so please stop freaking out. So, so I was in jail for 12 days. When you're in jail, um, you, <laughs> you eat bologna sandwiches for lunch every single day. So being poor prepared me to be in jail. <laughs> and being in jail prepared me to be a mom. Because when you're a mom, you don't pee alone. <laughs> when you're in jail, you don't pee alone. When you're in jail, you randomly cry yourself to sleep. When you're a mom, you randomly cry. <laughs> But there's no sleep. (laughs) When you're in jail, you're constantly thinking about your release date. As a mom, my release date is July 27, 2034. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Lalita, you met Lynn during stand-up, right? What's your guys' origin story? I think we met at the Laugh Riot Girl Festival. Like an open mic or something. Correct. Mm-hmm. We're both. Uh, so mm-hmm. one of the beauties of the pandemic, and there aren't many. Let's just be clear that we're not. <laughs> we're not trying to minimize the incredible pain that people are going through. Uh, mm. But one of the the uh, small silver linings is that you get to do comedy all over the world, mm-hmm. um, primarily through Dow Comedy, uh, Bobby Oliver's Comedy Club in mm-hmm. LA. That's completely virtual now. Uh, but also through other mics. And now we kind of just seek each other out. Yeah, we're like Aww. friends. It's like we know each other. It's like we know each other in real life. I found that it's been easier to be friends with a lot of people that maybe didn't make time for me before the pandemic <laughs> just because everything is online now. <laughs> I don't know. Have you guys, have you guys, I've actually found it a little easier to find the women in my tribe in the last few months. I do feel more connected in some ways, although yeah. when somebody now doesn't have time for you, it kind of stings, right? Because you know what, really- what are they doing? I know. Like when people don't come to your shows, you're like, what are you really doing, though? You know, like when yeah. they don't come to a virtual show, you so- can't sign on to a Zoom show. Yeah, it's like, I know you're on your couch. What are you doing? Chips. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Yeah, and I also feel that the people that you now make time for, if you go have like a socially distanced coffee or something, that's a special friend. They left there; they put on pants for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm putting my life on the line for you. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if I show up to your show on on Zoom or whatever, you know, I love you. That's how. That's how. That's my love language right now. <laughs> that's how I'm showing it. 
I love that. But what about those people who are late for Zoom things? You're like, <laughs> I know. how late? Yeah. <laughs> what, parking? Like, what was it? <laughs> I asked myself the same thing. I'm like, how you is it? You know what to wear? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like, let's just face it. You hate me and now we know. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> You're here because I've asked you like 30 times. I showed you like 30 of my flyers and they're finally like, if I go to one, can you stop showing me your flyer? <laughs> like, is that really why people are showing up? Damn. I had a friend, really good friend too. Like, like he's like my brother. One time I said, hey, you want to watch my show tonight? And he's like, oh, I, ha- I can't. I have to do yard work. <laughs> At eight o'clock? <laughs> That's terrible. You know what I mean? Like you can't do yard work any other day. Like, where's your yard going? Is your yard going somewhere? He's like, he's like sadly raking in the dark. I know. He's like, ooh, I better rake this and put it on Instagram stories to prove that I actually did it. Oh God. That's terrible. Hey Lynn, I see uh, I see the poster behind you for the late night mom show. Tell us about that. Oh, so the late night mom show I created during uh, quarantine. Um, and one day I was like in the kitchen drinking wine by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> from the bottle. I was Everybody like, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> but here I drink wine from the I don't really drink, but I drink wine from the bottle because I don't want to wash a glass. That's literally my reasoning. Oh my <laughs> this is the relatable content people are here for. <laughs> I'm here for this is the stuff I'm here for. I don't want to wash dishes. Do you like washing dishes? No, man. no I hate it. <laughs> But yeah, seriously, that's that's really how I came up with it. And I was like, well, I don't really because I don't talk about the how beautiful motherhood is all the time. Like to me, it's like that's already a given and people don't really talk about the bullshit of parenting a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's why that's where the late night mom show came up, because daytime television, quote unquote, is more for happy, you know, self-help and self-love. And then nighttime is more like I can talk some shit, mm-hmm. So which is the reason why I came up with it. Apart from the fact that it's funny and relatable, huh. I think it's such an, an uncharted territory among moms. Yeah. Just the, ugh. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we all feel that, right? Okay. We all have our moments. And that's the tricky thing because, like, I think you have to be like, oh, <laughs> I'm a fairy, you know, god princess just <laughs> galloping through the fields. Yeah, through right? the fields. Why do they all have that? Why does every mom have that galloping through the fields Fields. picture because it's what keeps us going I think (laughs) (laughs) you look back at it and you're like okay that's okay (laughs) yeah it's so refreshing to hear people talk about both sides of being a mom yeah I think feel bad about it I feel those conversations of course I do have them with other moms but it's always like no but that's normal but don't worry of course you know no that does sound very annoying but it's never like oh my god Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but because you know what? It's so ob- it's obvious we're moms. We love our kids. That's obvious already. People mm-hmm. know that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that that's really why I talk about it. Cause we all we everybody knows that moms love their kids to death, you know? Mm-hmm. It's already obvious. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to rub it in people's face like <laughs> all the yeah. time. And it's also <laughs> not really funny. I mean, I don't know if you could get a stand-up set out of how much you love your kids. You know what? That's the truth. It's not that funny. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> And kids aren't funny. I mean, you can occasionally get away with a little kind of jokey thing, but on the whole, with that very cutesy, funny thing your kids said, yeah, 
Yeah. Listen to me. This is a PSA. We don't enjoy listening to we that. Like your yeah. dreams. We don't want to hear your dreams and we don't want to hear the cutesy things your kids did, right? Yeah. It's true. You know, I like to say like your kids are like your poops. Like only you find them interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. And when your kid turns to be a teenager, similarly stinky. It's the perfect metaphor. <laughs> or like it, your kids are like your poop you send it's interesting to you and then you send a picture to your husband and he pretends to care <laughs> like <laughs> you know that's, what pictures that's are people up. sending to their that's spouses that's my i've ever sent a picture of my poop to anyone is it's now i feel like Me neither. Uh, okay even okay. through even in this age of telemedicine we don't do that you do that have you ever sent a picture of poop uh no okay me neither no, although I did take a picture of my child's first meconium just because oh, yeah. it was so interesting. Aww. Lynn, tell us how you got into being a stand-up comic. I mean, clearly yeah. your obsession with poop has a lot to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> I'm not a poop comic. Yeah. Poop comic. You're not. It's true. Uh, definitely she's a clean not. comic. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that laugh that was the best <laughs> oh how did I get into stand-up you know what um stand-up comedy used to be the thing I would do when it was a special occasion like mm -hmm. a birthday or a special you know I'd spent I planned the whole day to go to like a stand -up comedy we get dressed up and whatever so I had such full such high respect for it and never thought I could do it until I realized until after my son was born I saw a class and I'm like oh I can learn just for fun and see if I like it because I may just hate it because you don't know, you know, mm -hmm. and then also after you become a mom, you're like, what else could be scarier? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> like, what else can you know what I mean? Right. Like, yes. after you're a mom, you're like, you can do anything. Nothing is worse. <laughs> nothing yeah. is more exhausting or whatever. So and nothing is less. I tried it. Like you're so unprepared for it. Right. There's yeah. no training. And so if you can do this incredible, this thing of keeping this person alive and you have no idea how you do it every day you get through it then you must be able to do other things right that's yeah. perhaps the idea mm -hmm. you know what Lalita Lalita you just gave me some healing you just did some healing she just did some healing work on me here's why because it annoys me when I look at parenting manuals or stuff online and there's so many techniques and parenting styles and right? There's attachment parenting mm -hmm. and then there's RIE and then there's Montessori and whatever and mm -hmm. then you're trying to figure it all out yeah. And then it, it, when I feel that, I feel like, oh, there's too much. And, you know, I can't be this perfect mom. So it is the same thing with stand up. If there's a class or a teacher that talks too much about methods and joke writing style and all this stuff, I'm like, ah, now I'm thinking too much and I want to be the perfect comic and I can't do that. Yeah. It's like, it's so tricky because you do see all these books about how to write the perfect joke. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's probably very, very useful information. Um, <laughs> But this is why I'm not on, you know, late night TV or whatever. <laughs> I do think we do it. I mean, you know, the kind of parallel between parenting and being a comedian, even if we're not studied comedians, yeah. um, you know, we're probably doing what we're supposed to do. You know, your right. premise, your punchline, whatever. But we're not fully aware of it. Something like that. For, for, for example, like um, I'm worried about my son in terms of his well-being. He's mentally and spiritually happy, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But I'm not so attached to like it has to be the Montessori way or it has mm -hmm. to be. You can have the best laid out plans and then like 
whatever happens, happens. That's worked out for me in both good and bad ways, right? And mm-hmm. so like, I can't hold on so tight. I just kind of have to wing it and then we'll just see where it goes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see which YouTube show he's going to watch next. It'll yeah. from- <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's how I do it. <laughs> Yeah, how are you like finding life and light in this very um, weird time? Well, I I have to create or I'll go crazy. Like that's what keeps me sane. So I was able to figure out like the late night mom show and then mm-hmm. Zoom shows and Zoom shows has really helped with writing. Like I honestly, I told Alita this and she was like, I don't believe it because mm-hmm. it's very right. obvious when an, a comic doesn't write well on Zoom because mm-hmm. you can't. There's nothing else around. It's just you and your writing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. So that, and then um, I wrote a book, which is cool. I can't even believe that happened. What? During quarantine. Yeah. What's your book about? Um, it's about finding myself in motherhood instead of losing yourself. So it's about living your dreams and being a mom and not putting yourself last. Oh, fantastic. Um, so if people um, listen to this podcast and they want to look at the book, see if they like it, how do they do that, Lynn? Yeah, they go to lynnsontv.com. That's just fantastic. I think so many people feel once you start having a family, you have to grow up and be an adult and just like buckle down and, you know, do all the regular things. Hearing someone like you who just sort of got it together, wrote a book, like when did you know, okay, it's time for me to write a book? Well, first of all, I have an advantage because I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I do. Because listen, I don't have a husband to spend that extra amount of time on like there uh, I'm single so I have that extra time to focus on my craft mm-hmm. and on a serious note um, because I'm single and I'm the sole financial provider for my son I have mm-hmm. to figure out ways to make money so that's mm-hmm. just the truth and I, mm-hmm. I and because I'm his only example in the house I want him to see an ambitious mom a mom who creates, a mom who does what she loves. That's important for me to have him see that. So I do really worry about that, Lynn, because you're absolutely right. I think we are role models in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he does see me, um, you know, make everything okay for him. And that's, mm-hmm. that's I'm, I'm learning not to do that. It's easier now that he's turning into a little asshole. It's definitely <laughs> a lot easier to... <laughs> Just, yeah. You mean a teenager? Teen, that's the worst. Th- that was the word I was looking for. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I cordoned off the kitchen at one point. Like you can get it. You can get food when you can be nice to me again. I think my family were like, what did you do? Why was he not nice to you? Excuse me? <laughs> he could just Wait, be what? nice. That's what I tell my son. He's four. But I say the same thing. I'm like, listen, if you make life easy, I will be easy. That's it. If We, we work as a team here. You'll have whatever you want. But if you want to be difficult, you're not going to win. (laughs) Right? I feel like this is like advice straight at me about my life choices. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of things make sense now. (laughs) Something you, uh, Lisa, and then both of you, something you both said that really stuck out to me was, there's this feeling of, I want to show my kids, like, you can be creative, you can do stuff. And like, every mom we've talked to on this podcast has expressed some version of that, right? Like, you don't Mm -hmm. try to be a stand up while trying to juggle, you know, kids and a life for no reason. Like, there's some like burning fire within us, right? That's just like, this is what I have to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pandemic parenting is, can I cuss on here? Uh, Preferred not. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) pandemic parenting is very difficult. 
understatement of the year goes to Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> now we've gone to code purple, which just pisses me off. Purple's a beautiful color, but they ran out of colors. So they're like, well, we'll just stick purple on top of red because red isn't bad enough anymore. Right. We're, so now we're going to go <clears throat> curfew and stuff here in the North, North California. But before that, they were talking about opening up. And that really scares me too. It's like, I don't know if I'm ready for real life. Of course, part of me is desperate, but mm. it was so action packed. I mean, the way I used to construct my days, you just like go, yeah. go, go, go. And it terrifies me now. And I don't know if I have the, I don't know the energy or the, the courage to mm -hmm. face the world in that way. I mean, what do you think? I can't tell if everything is going to finally, this thing is beaten, if everyone's just going to forget this happened and go right back to the crazy way it was, or yeah. if this will forever change how we are and we'll always be like, remember 2020? <laughs> and, you know, we'll never like, um, I wonder which one it'll be, but. I... Maybe like a slow, like a slow start. Yeah. A cautious I can't imagine it'll be just like overnight. I imagine a slow yeah. start, but I do imagine that in a certain number of years, we'll be back to where we were and there'll be yeah. old ladies like us going, remember 20 years? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you know, like people talk about how like their grandparents went through the depression. So they'll do things like save scraps of food that today people don't think about. And I, I imagine like 20 years from now, kids will be like, oh, you know, they, they were they were there during COVID. That's why they're like washing their hands. Or like <laughs> right, right. I'm glad that I don't have to go to any holiday gatherings and like do small talk. <laughs> People are always like, you know, Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving. Well, you don't know because you're from Europe, but Thanksgiving, it's like Christmas, but with more family. And it's like, Jesus, Christmas <laughs> with more family? <laughs> no. You're like, we'll Zoom you. And then it's like, oh, we lost connection. Sorry. <laughs> what i feel a bit bitter about thanksgiving not gonna lie <laughs> oh Sorry. Yeah. i yeah. know well yeah. you like your people okay i do i'm an extrovert <laughs> i know please please spend you know please spare a thought for your extroverts in this difficult time right like oh for God. your extrovert <laughs> oh, no i yeah Speaking of advice, which we were earlier, um, I, I love this bit that you have, um, Lynn, where you make, you know, make fun of people giving you parenting advice. You also get unsolicited parenting advice, right? From other parents. And I'm like, listen, you had your chance to fuck up your kid's life. Let me have my chance to fuck up my kid's life. <laughs> and what about the people without kids? They want to give me advice too. And I'm like, do you have kids? They're like, no, but I can imagine. <laughs> I was like, well, I can imagine being skinny, but I'm not giving you fitness advice. Everybody I know is like, oh God, I hate it when people give me unsolicited advice. But I don't mm -hmm. know anyone who's like, you know, whenever I'm in an airport and I see a child on top of a suitcase that's not properly strapped in, I just pop over there and say, that is not very safe, you know. <laughs> Nobody admits to giving unsolicited advice. <laughs> What's the worst advice you ever had? You know what? Oh, my God. When I was, a, I'm a single, okay, I was a first-time mom, single mom, and um, we were at the grocery store with my friend. And he's a guy, he's a nurse and stuff. So he's very compassionate and everything. But I think he just didn't understand the full concept of being a single parent because I was like, oh, eggs, should I get eggs? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to have time to cook. He goes, you'll have time to cook. How do you know this? I'm a single parent. 
<laughs> literally like I don't have my mom I don't have my in-law I don't have money to hire a nanny it's just me or always there's always that um if I'm expressing my emotions about something parenting is hard right when you're when they're newborns you're waking up every couple hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming from the life you had of just sleeping whenever you want it oh man so, and, you know and then this is what they say um you're doing fine you know, did, yeah. did, did you get that a lot? You're fine. Yeah. Everything's yeah. fine. You're doing fine. But I don't feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. I remember no. asking someone, why am I crying so much? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. Bless her. Like, she didn't She didn't give me a reason. She was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so tricky. It's so fun watching people, like, finally have kids and struggle with it. And you're like, there. Now is that so easy for you? I didn't think so. I know. I know it's not a nice feeling to wish babies onto people, but I really do. <laughs> so. God, I can't imagine having a girl. Can you imagine having a girl, Alita? Having a daughter? You know, I was, so I didn't know, uh, I didn't want to know when I was pregnant, quote unquote, what I was having, because I also just really resist the whole gendering of babies. Like mm. it's a baby, you know, that's what we're after here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd had a ton of miscarriages. So it was also mm-hmm. like, it was a thing, right? I'd like to have a, a, a baby that makes it to the end. That's good enough for me. Okay. And it's so- actually, my sister was with me when he was born and we reflected on that the other day. It felt like a long time. It was probably like 10 seconds, but there was a small period of my life where I'd had a baby and I hadn't looked down yet and I that I didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl. Mm. You can't see this on the podcast, but I'm putting air quotes. And that was a very beautiful time where I was just very, very happy. Um, well, the thing I was most happy about was that I no longer had to push. Um, and then the <laughs> thing I was happy about was that That'll I That'll cheer a baby. girl up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do <laughs> <laughs> you just hate it when white women get up on a stage and then like they go on about their pregnancies like nobody's ever had a goddamn baby before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to say I don't get the obsession with pregnancy in this country at all. Like, what's with the baby shower? What's up with that, people? Like, I feel like in the United States, people would monetize their unborn child. <laughs> Uh, I did not have a gender reveal, reveal party. Uh, being a lesbian, I was hardly going to celebrate the possibility of having a penis inside me. <laughs> but I nevertheless very much resisted the kind of traditional gendering. Um, mm. That was hard because he was from the get-go into fire trucks. <laughs> and I, I would still like to think that's really because that's what they're given as boys. You know, baby mm. boy gets fire trucks, but it was adorable to watch how much that boy was into fire trucks. Yeah. I got into fire trucks. Yeah. You know, it's just Aww. like really reaffirmed my lesbian identity, the, the fire truck <laughs> in my house. <laughs> so Lalita, what I'm hearing from you is you had a huge gender reveal party. There was like explosion of whatever blew up pink smoke and... Did you have gender reveal parties? No, Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't either. But I was like, who thinks of these things though? You know what? I'm so Asian. I don't even like baby showers because I'm like, let the baby turn up and then we can have a party and, you know. Um, Uh, Oh, I wanted a baby shower because I couldn't afford anything. So I needed people to buy me stuff. Oh, yeah. That's smart. Um, I embrace my auntiness. (laughs) (laughs) Gender reveal parties. What are we going to come up with next? My God. 
know. Yeah, when you say who invented that, capitalism invented that, Lynn. You know, <laughs> oh, that's God. what invented that. And yeah, there'll be something else next. Yeah, the, the pregnancy industrial complex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was I was just talking to a friend earlier today. She was talking about how, you know, there are these period tracker apps. What's a period tracker app yeah. for? You know, tr- tracking your period. Because like, when you is it get coming? pregnant or what? Ah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. Or if, you know, if, yeah, I don't know. Whatever reason you'd attract that thing for. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want mine anymore. Like, I, I, I'm okay if I went through menopause right now. Like, I'd be fine. You know, I'm not old enough for it, but I just don't want to go through it anymore. You know, menopause is like coming out. People make it sound like it's a thing. Like, you know, you're in the closet and then you're out of the closet and now everybody knows you're queer and everybody's life is great. (laughs) And menopause is the same. Like now you no longer have periods and everything is great. Coming out and menopause are very similar. It goes on forever. (laughs) (laughs) And it never stops being kind of of painful. I mean, coming Ah. out continues to be a difficult process and menopause sucks I mean it's just like, what I mean is I just don't want my period anymore yeah no that takes like 20 years you know uh, like this you're in it don't don't stop buying the stuff you, you buy because it's not yeah no it's like evicting a problematic tenant or were we allowed, to, a, a problematic yeah, tenant speaking of whom are we you know the one that we we were the, the tenant we're stuck with on uh whatever the number is, Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) There's definitely, okay, I'm claiming this as a comedy sketch, something about menopause and getting rid of Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just what you think is over. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Ah. Do you have any advice or words of comfort or strength for fellow, you know, people out there who are just listening and you know uh for people in general or moms yeah just people in general (laughs) we've got a lot of non-moms listening to this thing actually oh really yeah Yeah. oh man okay my favorite thing is my philosophy in life is to have fun so whatever you're doing if you're not having fun doing it you shouldn't be doing it of course there's miserable times that's inevitable it's life but Mm -hmm. overall even through the misery Mm -hmm. are you having fun (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. then you just got to figure it out. Uh, Read a book, call a friend, talk to a therapist. I love therapists. I think they're great. (laughs) Um, Just so you could talk to someone who has a different, you know, insight from you do. Uh, But yeah, be happy, have fun. I know it's hard, but your friends are here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. Lalita's there. Smita's there. You can DM me. (laughs) We'll chat. DM me. for you you know we're all here for you it sounds like um like a platitude in some way you know have fun Mm -hmm. but I think we forget we Mm -hmm. forget that we are that we because although there are of course things in life that you have to do you know remember that just remember Mm -hmm. that I Mm -hmm. think that's actually really wise advice Lynn yeah even even parenting it sounds like uh, I'm miserable in parenting but I have a lot of fun doing it if not if it wasn't if I wasn't the the, my uh, comedy act wouldn't be so funny True. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It would just be Agreed. depressing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you would just be like, oh, damn, she needs yeah. a therapist. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, like when we hear you, like the joy is obvious and you're like, right. you're like having fun with life, you know, it, yeah. it, it shows. Even when my mom passed, she had a stroke and I had to be there with her. I was like, well, you know, what else am I going to do? She's not going to make it. I'm not. I'm, I cried, of course. 
mm-hmm. the ugly cry. You know mm-hmm. how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But then I'm also, you know, people at her funeral and stuff. I was still very jokey. Like I told, I was like, okay, mom, I'm leaving. Be good. <laughs> Wherever you're yeah. going, have mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. You can be my guardian angel, but don't watch everything. You no, know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. But thank you, ladies. This is so fun. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Lynn. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> we went from poop to periods to uh. <laughs> we're like, but just don't cuss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Lynn, where can we find you if we want to follow you? On Instagram, it's Lynn Sun TV. The website's linsuntv.com. My YouTube is Lynn Sun TV. And Facebook is kind of boring, but you can find me at Lynn Sun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Lalita, where can we find you? I'm at Lalita D Comedy. D is D E. Lalita D Comedy on all the platforms. And you can find me on Twitter at Almost Favorite. And my website is almostfavorite.com.